So with the new deal on Peacock, there will be at least some Big Ten games available through streaming only. We've learned some more about what exactly that's going to mean. You are locked on Big Ten. Your daily podcast on the Big Ten Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey, welcome on into Locked On Big Ten. I'm your host, Nate Dickinson. Coming up on the show today, we've got a look at what exactly the streaming side of the Big Ten's new media rights deal is going to look like. Fans, of course, concerned about how they're going to watch their games after it was announced that at least some of the Big Ten's schedule in both basketball and football will be available online only. We'll get into exactly what we know about some of the most recent news as we continue to learn more and more about what this Big Ten media rights deal looks like. Before we get to any of that, though, of course, thank you for making Locked On Big Ten your first listen every single weekday. We're here every day to get you everything you need to know on what's going on around the conference. Let's dive right into the biggest news from the day around the Big Ten. We're going to get into some reporting from The Athletic later on about that rights deal and what Peacock is going to play in the roles there. But first, some other news involving the media rights deal in the Big Ten. According to reporting out as of yesterday, I believe, the Notre Dame money is apparently already written into the Big Ten media contract. Now, of course... The Big Ten adding Notre Dame would be a huge, huge thing. So the Big Ten had to put this kind of a stipulation in there, right? Like, if you're adding the Notre Dame Fighting Irish, then all of a sudden, what happens to the Notre Dame football contract? What happens to the Big Ten media rights contract? All of that pushed together would be obviously a steal for the networks if it was just with the current deal. I don't know if you can call anything a steal when you get into the $7, $8 billion range, but... I guess in the context of what we're talking about here, it could be a steal. Instead, the Big Ten protects itself, has it written in. We don't know the terms, of course, but there is some sort of clause or exception or whatever it is you want to call it, saying that if Notre Dame joins, Big Ten's going to get more money. That's simply all it is. We said before, if the Big Ten adds any more schools, it would mean more money for the conference. There's apparently some sort of writing in there that has specific money for if Notre Dame specifically would come to the Big Ten. So that's just a little bit of foresight going out again with this media rights deal through 2029. What does it mean for the future of the Big Ten? They're trying to protect themselves here by making sure that they're able to get their money if more money is available to be had on the table. Not a huge, huge kind of breaking news kind of thing. Again, it's not really something that I think is a surprise. But knowing that this is in there, I think one, not only puts you in a position where you could go to Notre Dame and say, hey, let's get you in here. But also it has, I guess, it's setting up the pieces, right? If NBC wants Notre Dame to be a Big Ten school, I don't know, off just thinking of it for a moment, if that's good or bad for that network. But right now you have all of Notre Dame, you have the Big Ten share of your deal. If you're NBC, you're looking pretty good at the moment. And the idea of adding Notre Dame into the Big Ten Conference, of course, just means more money for the conference. So I'm all for it. In other news around the Big Ten, 
preseason field hockey polls are out. Northwestern and the Wildcats of the Big Ten come out at number one in the coaches' poll. Four Big Ten teams in the top five. Michigan, number three. Maryland, number four. And Iowa, number five. Also, a couple of NIL deals being made across different schools in the Big Ten. First off, the Ann Arbor NIL allows fans to actually contribute to NIL efforts. This is a deal for Michigan football players, and the money that goes into there will actually be sent to actual players here. So plenty of schools have done this already. Michigan jumping in and saying, hey, if you're a fan who wants to support this roster, you can add money to this NIL fund, and it'll be distributed among the players. I believe... It may only be football, but I'm not 100% sure exactly how that stuff gets divided there. Anywho, elsewhere, Illinois announces their official NIL marketplace for student-athletes. This is a little bit different. This isn't something where the marketplace is actually giving money to athletes. Instead, it's really more of like a job search site where people who are looking to sponsor Illinois athletes can get on and try and contact them. Athletes can find potential sponsors. A good way to help them make money, but as far as the actual dollars, there's none in the Illinois side of things. The Michigan one is where fans can actually go and donate themselves. Uh, again, a platform on Illinois side just to find NIL deals, not anything on the Ann Arbor side. The Illinois side of it, it, they're claiming that this is to make sure that everything is done within the actual rules if they have to or if they do get a potential deal they have to of course follow everything so the university's trying to prevent any accidental breaking of whatever the ncaa rules are now i'm not 100 percent sure what it is that they could do if they wanted to indiana basketball's xavier johnson pled guilty earlier this week to reckless driving it was a felony charge of resisting law enforcement dismissed as well misdemeanor of course a reckless driving charge he I'm not sure what it means for the future of him with Indiana basketball. I mean, he's still on the team. Uh, We'll see what ends up happening as the season grows closer. It's weird when this kind of stuff happens in the offseason because it just feels weird saying, okay, you're suspended for a game or two in November. But we'll see if anything more comes out of that. But that's just the latest from a story that happened a couple of months ago, the actual incident itself. Uh, Five Big Ten quarterbacks were named to the Manning Award watch list. It claims, in just my looking up, it's a QB award, of course, the Manning Award, that is the only award of its kind to factor in bowl game performances, according to its website. The five Big Ten quarterbacks, Sean Clifford, Talia Tungvaloa, Aiden O'Connell, C.J. Stroud, who was a finalist for this award last season, and Peyton Thorne. So an idea of at least what the Manning Award Committee thinks the best quarterbacks in the Big Ten could be. Also, we have our first Big Ten Players of the Week announced. We won't get to this every single week with every single sport, but first week for women's soccer, Allison Lowry of Rutgers was named Offensive Player of the Week. Aiden McConnell of Wisconsin, not O'Connell, the quarterback, Aiden McConnell, of Wisconsin named Defensive Player of the Week. Jamie Gerstenberg of Indiana and Aaron McKinney of Wisconsin shared the honor of Goaltenders of the Week. Again, the first Big Ten Players of the Week in any sport this season. Big Ten sports are back. We are back right after this as well, breaking down exactly what the Peacock side of this deal between the Big Ten and all these networks means. 
It'll be eight games every season that are going to be streaming only for the football season at least and a whole lot more on basketball side. We'll get to all of that right here on Locked On Big Ten. Before we do any of that though, it can happen so easily. You're out with your friends or coworkers. You're putting pack, back a few drinks. A few becomes a few too many. It's time to go, and you think of calling for a ride. But you're a good driver. You live nearby. You can make it home okay. What are the odds you get pulled over? What are the odds that anything worse could happen? You can lose your license, lose your job, maybe even take somebody's life too. It only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's forever. Play it safe and plan ahead to get a ride. Drive sober or get pulled over. Moving on here as we look at exactly more details in on his Big Ten media rights deal. Of course, we don't have the specifics, but we are learning a little bit more as people start to talk a little bit more about what everything's going to look like. One of the biggest concerns that came out of this deal was the Peacock side of things. Eight games every season on the Big Ten football schedule and a whole lot more on basketball, which we'll get to in a moment, going to be streaming only, which is a first for major college sports. The NFL has had an Amazon-only game a couple of times, I believe. I don't know if they've ever been streaming-only streaming, but again, their Thursday night thing they're experimenting with. But now NBC is saying it's going to get in with the football too and has reserved eight games every year that's going to be streaming on Peacock exclusively. Now, to be clear, the actual games that are going to be on NBC will be streamed through Peacock as well. So if you're looking for just watching Big Ten football, it may not be all that detrimental to you to pay for the Peacock if you're trying to get everything. But again, Peacock, which is varying from five to ten dollars per month depending on what exact plan you want to get that is going to be the only option to again watch eight big 10 football games every single season once this media rights deal gets going so the question came out from fans of course how do we know what games are going there what are we supposed to do if we don't have peacock do we just have to buy it and some of those questions got answered in reporting by the athletic earlier this week we learned, of course, last week that the eight games were going to be on Peacock. But then earlier this week, reporting and an interview with NBC's Rick Cordella came out and had a little bit more of the mindset that NBC has going through things. So how things are going to work is that NBC will draft its games alongside the other networks. We knew this is how this worked. Big Ten has now Fox, NBC, and CBS who are going to do kind of a fantasy draft to decide which network gets which games throughout the season. Fox is going to have the first pick. Fox is going to take Michigan and Ohio State. They always have. They will continue to unless for some reason that rivalry stops mattering. What happens next, I don't know if it's NBC or Fox, but they'll go through and pick every single Big Ten game. And then, at least as far as I can see, there's nothing saying that NBC won't have full control over what games they put where. Now, it was made clear on the article again that this is something that isn't quite set in stone or really solid on either side. We weren't able to decipher exactly who has the final say on this. So for the most part, though, 
It was made clear that NBC is going to be making the decisions as to which games end up on that Saturday primetime slot and which ones end up being Peacock only at different times throughout the day. So if NBC is choosing what it puts where, where will it put what games? It was made very clear that while the first instinct may be to say, okay, the worst games will end up on streaming only, that may not be the case according to what NBC wants to do here. Reporting throughout from Cordella mentioned that he's trying to legitimately grow the Peacock service here. So while the best games are still going to be on TV, and I don't think that ever changes, there is a kind of middle tier game that I think would normally be an easy, let's put it straight to TV, that NBC may be thinking, well, maybe we can use this to try and grow the Peacock platform a little bit more. Because they are really trying to grow that hard. That was one of the biggest takeaways that I got when reading here. Was that NBC is really obviously invested in making this thing big. And the people there really think that the Big Ten media rights deal can help not only get subscribers, but keep people after the season too. That was something really interesting that I read. Cordella mentioned that he really believes, and the goal is, for this to be something where you subscribe because of the Big Ten and then you don't unsubscribe. Because you like the service, you just didn't never unsubscribe or whatever it is. The goal is to get your money every single month. And with the Big Ten, they've got you for at least football season. That's clear. They want it, though. The goal is to make it even further. But anyway, let's get back to the games. NBC will pick its games in that draft between the three networks. And then until I hear otherwise, the feeling I'm getting is that NBC will be the one deciding what it puts where. Now, it's mentioned that there will also be consultation with the conference as to what games go where to, and that's where things get a little bit fuzzy, because I'm not sure what that means. Does the Big Ten have the power to say, no, this game's going on NBC and this game is it? That doesn't seem like what NBC is paying its however many millions or billions of dollars for. So if I'm NBC paying the money, I'm saying, hey, I paid for this, I'm going to put it wherever I want. But at the same time, if there's a good game that the Big Ten thinks should be on national TV and NBC says, hey, we're thinking about putting this one on Peacock only, I understand why the conference is upset too. So I think finding out who has that last say, or whoever it is that has that last say, I don't know if we're ever going to find out, but whoever has that last say I think is going to be really, really big as to what actually ends up on streaming only. If it's NBC... I think we're going to be seeing some pretty decent games not available on traditional television. If it's the Big Ten, I still think the Big Ten has a belief that it wants its games on national television, on channels that you can get by just buying an antenna. They got three of them, Fox, CBS, and NBC. So there's a bit of a gray area here. And while I'm talking about how what we learned about what this Peacock stuff is going to be, honestly, all that we learned is that NBC is going to pick the games it puts there out of the games that it picks in that initial draft. It won't have, there won't be any sort of side deal going on with the streaming games. But also, we learned that at least for now, it may not just be the throwaway games that end up there. Again, this guy Cardella seems really, really at least enthusiastic right now about the idea of putting legitimate Big Ten football games on that service. Up until now, Streaming has just been the extra option. It's where you put the games when there is nowhere else to put games, right? 
So now you have to kind of shift a little bit and realize that streaming is more than just ESPN3, right? It's more than just that random gymnastics meet in the Big Ten that you throw on because it's part of your ESPN package and you have the online side of things. This is a point where they're really trying to grow, really trying to get primary viewers over to the streaming service. And the fact of the matter is, this is the way that things are going. And that's not going to change. If you think that, okay, hey, this isn't fair that I have to now go and pay five, ten dollars a month or more to watch my Big Ten football, it's not going away. And it's honestly only going to get bigger as time goes on. This is more than just the way of the future streaming. It's it's the way of right now. The Athletic mentions that for the first time ever in July, streaming took over traditional TV as primary viewing sources for most homes in America. Not most, but the more than any other homes in America. According to Nielsen ratings, about half a percent more people said that they get their primary viewing from streamers over traditional cable television. That's huge. And it's only going to go up that number. So when you think about it that way, you have to be thinking about this in a way that is, okay, the Peacock thing isn't just a supplement anymore. It's not just what you have to fill in the spots where you can't throw games on TV. They said, hey, we're going to put these games on Peacock exclusively, not because we're trying to get as many games as possible out there, but because we really believe that Peacock can be the way to go for the future for NBC viewers. I think that's what they want. They want you paying your $5, $10 a month, maybe even more than they want you watching the actual linear TV, just because there's more of a market share there for them. Uh, there's more of an ability for them to take in more money. Again, I'm, I'm not trying to get into specifics of how TV works. I don't know how all of this stuff works, to be very honest. But the point is that football is going to streaming. And live sports is going to be the one of the last things to go to streaming officially, I think. But when it does, all bets are off there. And if you're not with it, you are behind the times at this point. Again, the streaming's taken over. Just last month for the first time. And it's, again, not going away anytime soon. On the basketball side of things, by the way, Illinois' AD Josh, uh, actually forgetting his name, Josh Whitman, I had it down, I knew I had it now, Josh Whitman said that in a point that I think is really, really important to make, it could be around 20% of Big Ten basketball games, too, that end up on Peacock. It's 30 Big Ten basketball games on the men's side per year, and I believe it was 42 over on the women's side. That's a whole lot of basketball that's going to end up on streaming only, too. So when we get to that part of the season, that's when people are going to be really feeling the hit, I think. Because when you're thinking about a football game, eight games throughout the course of a season where you have 14 teams over the course of 13 weeks. Let's call it 14 teams over the course of eight or nine weeks if you're only talking about the Big Ten games. But throughout the course of a whole season, if you're a fan, that's 14 teams, 12 weeks of football. Multiply that all together, that's 168. Eight of them are going on streaming. Eight out of 168 games that Big Ten football teams will play. So, when you think about it that way, odds of you actually having to watch one of those games online are smaller, probably bigger if you're not as good of a team. But as far as you actually needing it week to week, that's not happening anytime soon. 
you might need it twice a season if your team's one of the unlucky ones. Basketball's a different story. Basketball, you're going to have teams that are there a few times and maybe even a couple of times in a row and people are going to start saying, hey, why is this going on? Because this is obviously right now football's dominating the conversation, but this is bigger as far as the fans' experience of it. As far as the people who are actually upset about having to go find out whatever Peacock is and get it if they don't know already and figure out how their internet works or whatever if they don't know already, those people are going to be more upset during basketball season than football season, I think. And I think it's a really good thing to point out by Whitman here is that this is a big, big part of the Big Ten schedule, Big Ten basketball schedule. And it could be a big part of how you watch the games starting again next season. So we'll see what ends up happening. But I think the point to get to is that, one, it is not a given that you're just going to throw the worst games on Peacock. You're going to see good games end up only available online. And two, that shouldn't be a problem for you. Get with it. It is time to get online. And honestly, if you're listening to the podcast right now, then you probably know at least a little bit and know enough to know that Peacock maybe isn't going to be that big of a problem. But if you're listening, you might be thinking about your fathers and mothers and grandparents who just aren't going to make that change and are going to have to call you or do something else to try and figure it out. That's going to be the biggest hurdle, but the networks aren't concerned about that. And I really don't think the Big Ten is either. And neither am I. Wrapping things up on Locked On at Big Ten, we're going to talk All-Americans. Go through the list of the players who made it from each Big Ten team. Surprise, surprise, Ohio State has a lot of names on the list. Before we get to any of that, though, thank you for making Locked On Big Ten your first listen every single day. The Ultimate College Football Preview is here. A seven-episode preview with college experts, local team experts, and Odyssey College Football Insiders. It's everything you need to be ready for the college football season in one spot. Search for the Ultimate College Football Preview on your Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Again, it's the Ultimate College Football Preview. I'm going to be on there talking Big Ten and the national title contenders at some point later in the week. We're recording later today, so I don't know exactly what days it's going to go on. That kind of stuff is above my head. But we will be on there to break down Big Ten stuff and then the national spotlight as well. All right, let's wrap up the show here. I'm running low on time again, so I'm going to go quickly through my thoughts and, again, all the names here on the AP's preseason All-American list. I mentioned Ohio State, far and away the most represented team in the Big Ten. Three first-team preseason All-Americans and five total players listed from the Buckeyes. They are offensive tackle Paris Johnson Jr., running back Travion Henderson, and receiver Jackson Smith in Jigba all on the first team. And then C.J. Stroud makes the second team, and tackle Dewan Jones makes second team on the offensive line. So that's two offensive linemen, quarterback, running back, wide receiver. Do I need to say it again? Ohio State's offense is really, really good. Also, making the team, two first-teamers from Iowa on the defensive side of the football, Jack Campbell, senior linebacker, Riley Moss, senior defensive back. Good players, really good players, obviously, making those teams. Michigan's kicker, Jake Moody, 
made the first team All-Americans, and the Big Ten swept the special teamers on the first team, as they should. Adam Korsak, Rutgers punter, rounds out the first team representatives for the Big Ten. Second teamers, Braylon Allen, the Wisconsin running back, DeWan James, Ohio State offensive lineman, John Michael Schmitz, Minnesota center, and Nick Herbig, Wisconsin linebacker. Uh, First note, three offensive linemen from Ohio State getting All-American mentions here in the preseason. That's how good this line's going to be. And that's just, I think, the biggest reason why I think Ohio State's going to be so unstoppable on offense this year. C.J. Stroud's been elite. Jackson Smith and Jigba, we know he's elite. Travion Henderson, we hope to see him unleash a new gear with Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave not taking away so many of the touches. All those guys are going to be huge. The offensive line is what's another level, and that is going to be a really, really tough task for a lot of Big Ten defenses that lost some of those All-American caliber players who might have been able to get through. So Ohio State's really good. I try to stop talking about it again when I realize that I just keep talking about how good they are. They know it. We know it. I'll move on. The two side, the two players on defense for Iowa, I, I was surprised to see them both first team. Obviously, really good team, really good defense. Kirk Ferentz knows what he's doing over there. He's proven that over the last 20, however many years it is now. But to have two of them on that first team really kind of, I don't know if it changes what I think about the Iowa defense because I knew they were good before. But I've said before that I really do think that the best individuals make the best defenses, at the college level especially. So when you have those individuals leading the way on Iowa, they make the rest of the unit better. I think the fact that they're on the list is a testament to the coaching staff and what they do as a com- combined team. So I'm higher on Iowa's defense than even I was yesterday, which was pretty high, to be honest. I, I didn't don't know how much I feel about Iowa as a team. Again, not top 25, but if they end up having two All-Americans on the defensive side of the football, they'll be in that top 25 very soon. Uh, Braylon Allen, the Wisconsin running back, I think is somebody just really, really exciting to watch. He's going to be that kind of guy where it's like, okay, what can you really do now that you've got everything out in front of you? I think he's primed for maybe even a bigger breakout season than last. And again, everybody who's on here is deserving. But I think the biggest takeaway is that, again, three offensive linemen from Ohio State make this list in a dominant, dominant showing in this preseason awards from Ohio State. It's why they're the number two team in the country. Uh, They are number two in players on this list as well, behind Alabama in most cases. And we're going to be talking a lot about those Buckeyes as they get ready for the first week matchup against Notre Dame. That'll be more next week here on the show. And we'll have more for you, of course, tomorrow on Locked On Big Ten as well. I'm Nate Dickinson. Jacob Rude's going to be in on the show tomorrow to break down everything that happens in the conference up until then. Of course, at some point, we got to get a preview of this Illinois game against Wyoming. We'll spend a segment doing that before the weekends as well. That's all coming up right here on Locked On Big Ten next time. Until then, Locked On Big Ten is what you search. One zero, not T-E-N, over all of your podcasts, listening, watching, whatever it is. Wherever you find the podcast, on YouTube and on Twitter too. It's Locked On Big Ten, one zero, not T-E-N. I'm Nate Dickinson. It's at Nate with Sports, wherever you find your podcasts there. We'll be back tomorrow with more here on Locked On Big Ten.